Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode I am kind of calling loving being you more or giving love purely or growing into a full and complete sense of self and that by that I mean just awareness of your own wholeness so that is kind of the goal of this episode is to get back to that sense of wholeness that shine not just in being in a sense of running and keeping up or going through the motions but just shining So what does shine energy feel like? It feels like abundance, uh, joy, love, energy, like a bounty of energy. Like I can run the whole way down that trail kind of feeling. The closest thing I can associate it with is like when when you're a kid, you know, and your body had no gravity to it. Like there was no such thing as fatigue, Um, but not in just a physical sense, in like a, a being sense. And connected, I think oftentimes that friction comes about when we just unconsciously and consistently start to focus on the wrong things. Like it's really easy to fall into that groove of what's wrong or of things that we want to change. Because like you can think of it as these kind of like train tracks that are side by side in our muscle memory and in our energetic memory. And it's just easy to fall off of thinking about the right things and focusing on the right things. So I would say this episode is really about us all together curating a sense of awareness of the beauty in our lives and recognizing if we are in that state of friction that we kind of need to fill our tank and replenish it with the right oil, the right mind oil, the right body oil, and then we can see again. To quote an 80s commercial that's stuck in my mind, This is our brain on drugs. This is your brain on drugs when you are just kind of um, not seeing all that is joyful and alive in your life. So let's get back on the good train tracks. So this is an episode in particular for anyone who knows they have kind of a a consistent habit of or energy of remaining in less than or lack or, or maybe you're often end up in kind of like a survival mode of just like doing and doing and doing and going through the motions. And um, so this is kind of like a, a tuning, an energy tuning episode just to tweak that perspective a bit. And the motivation for this episode is I personally have had a very strong fear slash lack perspective or Um, energetic perspective throughout my adult life and it kind of started in young adulthood but I would say I've 
been very unconsciously guided by a desire for safety. And that, that was kind of, has, it has pervasively affected many of my decisions in my adult life. And I think this is also something that's interwoven with anyone who has self-love issues or low confidence that's kind of um, invisible to you, but you know you might have. So I would say take note if that is true for you. Because oftentimes low confidence can show up as just being risk adverse or subtly resisting uh, positions that expose you. Or, you know, for example, if you have a habit of avoiding powerful roles in your life, or maybe it's, it sh- could show up also in the way that you build relationships. Like if you choose people who are less than or people who have lots of problems in your relationships and, and you are the person that's kind of often the giver versus the receiver, that would be like just a little clue that would point you to perhaps having this kind of less than or lack perspective. And I think of it as like an energy, a general energy of not enough. Of there's not enough for me. There's not enough out there. I don't have enough. There will never be enough. It's kind of constant state of insecurity. And um, and I have been working on this lack perspective in my own life over the course of I don't know how many years, but like I'm just very aware of it. I think I got it from kind of a an upbringing full of trauma and inst- and instability, and having to be kind of um, I guess being very aware of danger and uh, what what could possibly happen. And so it kind of made me into a person that kind of clings. And I also was a very, uh, very much a caregiver in my uh, family of origin. So I, I have all the things that would make me have this lack perspective. And so I've been very conscious of it. And I can see when it's operating in my life. So I have been slowly shedding this perspective by just being very aware of it and altering it to a what I would call a more rational one, a more open one and a more just neutral one. Because Everything in your life can be exactly the same, all of the same ingredients, what the energy we bring to it and the interpret the interpreter lens that we use is what creates the experience. So if you can alter the energy you bring you present with in your life, your whole life changes with not much changing in terms of the ingredients. So I'm going to share just one example of how self-work has altered my I guess chain reaction of responses in my life recently I feel like it's great to mark these types of moments when you can recognize like oh I've changed a lot because it's cool to just realize that we are all changing so quickly right now even in our adult lives we are we're still evolving and changing and a lot of the time we don't really see it because we are um, either hyper focused on the future and what we want or maybe we're just impatient and or in pain. So all we can think about is like the discomfort of where we are. But trust that you are changing. You are absolute, all the input that you are giving to your brain and your body is altering you as a person. So it's not wasted. So anyway, this recent experience for me was a thing that was normally a trigger. For me, it's this this feeling of dread that I get when I feel like, I, oh my gosh, I've upset somebody. I might have disappointed somebody. They're mad at me. And in that moment, I heard a voice say, that's okay. I've got your back. Don't worry about it. 
I believe in you. And that voice was mine. It was my inner voice. And that is something that was striking to me because that is new. That response is new. And I got this immediate sense of, or I would call it an awareness of okayness. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Even if somebody's upsetting me, I'm fine. Because I innately know my goodness. I have stood by myself and therefore I have built trust with myself that I can now hold on to and rely on and fall back on in moments where I am being questioned, you know? And in this situation, I wasn't even being questioned. It was just the trigger. But that is the result of having worked specifically on untraining a habit of thinking. And I, I'm bringing that up to just give you a, an example of the type of growth and change that is accessible still to you now. Um, when I spoke with Pam Grout recently, who is amazing and I love her and you should love her and read all her books too. But she brought up that with her work, she's talking to herself. And I related with that because I am also talking to myself with all of these episodes and I'm moving through all of the same growth with you. And so whenever, I just wanted to invite you, whenever you see a new behavior in yourself, notice it, shine a spotlight on it, mark it in time because uh, that's happening all the time, whether you can, you notice it or not. Um, so all the stuff that you are taking in is affecting what you put out and what you see in your everyday life. And sometimes we can actually, um, I think when we want the most dramatic change is when we are are fighting where we are, you know, like when we were like, oh, but I need that. I need that. It's like, that's when we're in that state of just not being able to accept exactly where we are. And I think so much of this process of, of growth and change is being able to accept where we are so we can continue to move through what needs to be processed, if that makes any sense. So I would say this is like uh, an invitation. This episode is kind of an, an, a recipe for growth in a particular direction. And um, I think a lot of growth recipes out there can tend to be, um, I don't know, a lot of the stuff we already know. And so I'm trying to offer something that's a little bit novel in this area, hopefully. I I mean, if you are a person like me who ingests so much self-help content, then I think like you've probably heard a lot of the stuff about mindfulness and about gratitude. So I'm hopefully going to do something slightly different than what you've already heard a million times uh, with the hopes that you can go deeper in the area of feeling whole and embodied and really loving and appreciating yourself and having a, I would call it like a more, a more holistic life experience that is not just from the thinking muscled place but rather with a like just hanging out in the moment of aliveness kind of place and being able to just be there as like an energy I don't know it's like a very hard thing to describe so this recipe I'm offering you is an invitation a way uh, of approaching your entire life and for me, that the way of approaching your entire life that I am striving toward or I'm, I'm working on and achieving somewhat currently is the ability to be you in all spheres at all times and to experience life as kind of a living meditation, a meditation on savoring, a meditation on loving and being fully human 
and being able to give your own love, your, your self-expression from a very pure, consistent, unfettered place, like not a hurt, hurt, wounded lack place, like an anxious grasping place, but from a, a kind of unedited present place. And I think for me, what is somewhat helpful to, to even wrap your head around wanting this is like, just remember, like life is temporary. I don't want to trigger you or make that sound dire in any way, but like it's, it's meant to be refreshing. Like this is all temporary. We're not here very long in this life. So don't get stuck in the bullshit. Keep your eyes on what you actually care about, what is actually important to you. Be able to be honest with yourself about what that even is. You know, I think a lot of us are so set on following other people's directions that we forget to really tune in and ask if it's true for us. And I think a lot of the time we don't really want the things that everybody else wants. What we actually value and appreciate is very specific to us. So being able to keep your eyes on what you actually care about and being able to be present in the experiences that you have fostered and built for yourself with 100% of your being, like what a concept. And I, I bring that up because I think so much of our focus is stolen from us accidentally like we don't even recognize that it's being stolen we don't even notice it happening it's getting sucked into our into our phone into our email into our shopping list into in just the routine because life moves so quickly nowadays and so we get kind of uh I don't know pre-automated by all of those things and we don't actually get the majority of ourselves to ourselves and I think that's just something that we can alter with just some awareness. And um, I feel like when you are in that state of like, I'm just calling it embodiment, life is so much more colorful and we get that full range of experience. And when we can tweak our perspective on all of it, it changes how we we live through it. So for example, working really hard and sweating and um, going through stressful experiences when we can see that as one of the benefits of being human and see that as like what actually results in us feeling the best about ourselves and feeling the most important and valuable and the most proud of ourselves, like that, those experiences then change their meaning for us. It's just, we really have to keep all of the, the value scale top of mind and, um, and keep our focus where we want it so we can own our experience of our life and um, I personally want to live it very consciously I want to be here for this ride I want to be able to live it and not third person it and by that I mean I don't want to be behind the crowd at the back of the theater of thoughts I want to be able to remove all those thin panes of glass that get kind of our vision fogged with just busyness and narration. So this is my way of hopefully passing along some of the insights that I've that found helpful recently. And I've gotten a lot of it, I think, through just doing consistent inner work. And that involves a lot of um, just being in a state that's deeper than my thinking brain. And I have, because of that, I've just gotten a, recently a greater ability to tune into myself. Um, I've also been very conscious of the time that is spent for myself. And I don't mean working on myself. I mean for myself. 
And I have not been a person in my the past that has been able to really just completely relax and have unstructured time where my body tells me what it wants. I'm very much more the person that's been like, okay, I'm relaxed. I'm enjoying this massage. Like, but I'm so completely tensed, you know? So I think you can think of this for yourself time as like, we all have this little inner break room and it's this place that's just for our, our mind and spirit. And I think a lot of the time it goes unused, this little break room. And so if that sounds true for you, I want to invite you to visit there with me and, and make it a priority to take, you know, some solid time out for just yourself to do whatever feels right for you. And I would say it takes at least a full day to really reset. I know that's like an unrealistic thing for a lot of people who work full time and have children, but maybe that's just two hours on two days in a row. But ideally, sometime every single day for you to be completely unproductive and completely just like you're a solar panel charging in the sun. And that time goes a million miles in how it impacts our connection to that inner self. And I think that's such an essential relationship that we forget even exists. We forget. It's like you have a friend that's in you all the time and you just kind of forget that it's there. You forget that relationship. And uh, I think that's often because we, we become caregivers. We have lots of roles and we don't have that time where we used to get that time to just like be by ourselves with ourselves. And that relationship is what I would call our life root. You know, you can think of us all as these sunflowers with thick stalks and that stem in order for us to really shine and give gifts to others and be our super powered selves where we can give in all directions and still have more. We have to have all of the, the recharging and the plant food that we need. And from there, we are just bountiful. We're not just running and keeping up. We are shining. And so f- for me, the goal is to feel good in my body, feel proud of myself, be shining, quote unquote, and be coming from that energy as a just permanent state of being. Because when we can start with that goal of I want to I feel good in my body. I want to feel proud of myself. I want to feel good about myself. It changes the outcome. It changes the value scale we have and the way we prioritize things in our life. Even if we are doing exactly the same things, just having a that specific goal alters how we approach things. The same ingredients in our lives. One example, exercise. Uh, I used to use exercise as a means to make my body look a certain way. And now I exercise for the way it makes me feel. And I listen to that as a guide. I listen to what feels good in my body, what makes me feel great in my life. That is the new value scale. And that has changed everything about my relationship to exercise. I think you could use the same uh, barometer for like making ethical decisions or making decisions in your life. When you are guided by... How does this make me feel about myself? Does this decision make me feel good about myself or bad about myself? The the correct thing to do becomes a no-brainer. It becomes logical. So it, it really this value informs 
everything. And uh, it's, I mean, by, by choosing this new goal of having this value system, you alter your perspective on things. And it makes things change in their value in your eyeballs too. Like uh, a way to think about this is like when ideals of beauty are promoted on a mass scale, like a new, let's pick a new ideal of beauty. Let's say uh, very tall pointy ears are what you see everywhere. I mean, maybe that is an existing one and I just don't know about it, but like I'm just trying to choose something completely arbitrary. Um, So pointy ears, you see them everywhere on a billboard and suddenly you can see that as beautiful because it has been promoted to you. You start to see it as something like, oh, that's cool, that's fashionable. So we are doing that same exact thing to our own brains in terms of choosing a belief system that is centered around you feeling great and you feeling alive and fantastic in your skin and being proud of who you are. And so what we do is we, with any belief system, we arrive at it with logic, then we become conscious of it as we repeat it in our lives, and then it just becomes true of you. It becomes a part of you. It becomes muscle memory. And the more you are guided by a perspective that involves your feeling great and joyful, the more that is actually just manifested in the life you build. And that is just, uh, when you're in that energy, there's so much of you to give to others. People in your life feel satiated and seen because you in that energy are so present and so bountiful. And I just want you to, for a split second, picture yourself in your past. When was a moment in your life when you felt the most bountiful? And what was going on in your life? I would guess that that was a time when you had um, the most hope or you had an experience that allowed you to feel really proud of who you are. And those times are really like when we feel our full aliveness. Um, So with that, here are some tools to foster this sense of aliveness and joy as just your, your present state of energy like you're the Dalai Lama all the time. Let's get there. <laughs> all right. And before we go into the tools, first, a brief word from our sponsors. Okay. Here are some tools for being more fully in love with yourself. <laughs> all right. The first tool, first things first, book the you time. So if you are finding you are getting energetic static or resistance in your life like you maybe things are just difficult or you keep dropping things you keep tripping things are hard you have a low threshold for stress like you're you're snapping you have a short a shorter rope I would say those are all kind of clues like if you feel like a sense of life resistance I would say that's a clue that you definitely need to charge your solar panels And I think a lot of the time, if we are very high functioning adults, we lose sight of the, the value of recharging of just latent rest time, especially if you identify as type A like myself. So first things first, you have to book some time that is completely unstructured. Just as I said, you're a solar panel sitting in the sun, just soaking up juice. That's all you're doing and curate time and space for nothing but you you and you. And for that, I think the goal, if you can keep this in the back of your mind, is for that 
time spent to feel fully protected, justified, and embodied. Like it's normal, that it's you shouldn't feel guilty for it. It's totally normal and not a performance. And that is a key piece of it. I think when we force something or we perform it, we cannot be present in the energy and it's almost like it's not really happening. So the goal is to get to either a flow state or a rest state and not to be fighting it while you're in it, you know, for that to be fully, just allow your body to fully untense, you know, and not, it's not a time to continue the loop of work that, you know, you're, you're trying to like do what you're supposed to do kind of thing. So like, just think of it as a battery recharging. What would that look like for you? And bonus part of this tool, make space every day for time like this for you, where you're just like, almost like turning off your brain and just listening inward and saying like, what does this entity need? Even if it's just 20 minutes, block it off and just see how long your day becomes. See how that alters the energy and perspective of your entire day. If you can spend that 20 minutes of non-controlled or prescribed time and make that allowed and also an equally important priority, it, it changes everything. It like affects the length of the day and it affects the quality of the energy you bring to the rest of the day. Like everything gets slower. It's weird. That's my first tool. Second tool, this is a new tool I'm adding to this episode because I uh, actually lost half of the recording for no apparent reason. And I was like, anyway, this is the tool. It's called The Way We Author Meaning. So we can either default to the higher meaning of something or the lower meaning of something. And we have to de- just deliberately rehearse placing energy and focus on the higher meaning. And then that will expand and become our muscle memory and become our truth all the time because both meanings are true. Both meanings are absolutely fact. And uh, what I mean by higher meaning is, so for me in this specific example, lost my recording and the first energy was devastation because it took so much time and I, mostly because I was so happy with it. And then my second interpretation, what my brain defaults to is, hunting for the silver lining. The higher interpretation is maybe there was something I was supposed to say that was really going to help somebody in particular. And that's the meaning that my brain rehearsed and placed more emphasis on and continued to believe to be true. And that default setting is now allowing my, my entire life to expand into such a more uplifting positive energy because let's just complete the rest of my afternoon if I had followed the lower one the lower one means I'm spending I don't know hours being arguing with reality of like this thing was not supposed to happen why did it happen this this software is so wrong and how did they why are they doing this to me and this doesn't exist on anywhere on google I don't even know who wants to hear the rest of this nobody and also I don't want to live it and that choice is mine to make it it feels like we're going against something that our body wants to do like it feels like but my body wants to wallow in misery 
But truly, you don't. I mean, nobody wants to feel more bad things and you don't have to. So really in that moment, we have to stop ourselves and we have to continue to practice the higher interpretation and just assume that whatever that higher interpretation is, is probably true because it is. It probably is true. All right. The next tool. Check the houses. So I think of ourselves as having all these different kind of um, emotional, energetic houses or rooms, I guess, or maybe it's a part of a house, whatever metaphor you like best. But I just want you to tune in and and see, are are they all in order for you? And let's just give them a once over. Because if you can alter one that needs attention, you can make every day of your life like 20% better in just like a day or two. It does not take long to reap the benefits of change, of, of focused attention on something that needs altering in your life. So this is just my list of houses. You might have different ones. I wanted to throw these out there. Sleep, huge cornerstone one. I think if you're not sleeping well, what's something you can do to enable yourself to sleep better? You know, maybe it's a new mattress. Maybe it's a... Uh, earplugs. I am a huge earplug fan because I am a light sleeper. Whatever it is, address sleep. Intimacy, next house on my list. I would say that includes touch, affection. Uh, if you can't, if you can't have these things in your life, maybe that means an animal, you know, getting a pet. Next on my list of houses, friendship. And I would include just human contact, laughter, being seen by somebody else, Uh, being emotionally connected to somebody else. Next on my list is earning something with yourself. And by that, I mean being proud of who you are, using some piece of your, your being in service of something outside of you. So for me, this show is instrumental in that. Uh, But there are also other things like cooking for a family member or uh, writing a card to somebody All of those exchanges allow us to feel really valued and valuable. Next on my list, honor, honor, respect. So I think having a sense of something bigger than ourselves is very important in just feeling grounded in our lives. So for me, that's being with some, an an older family member or someone older than myself or It might be a connection to God or a being, whatever it is for you. I think just curating that sense of greater than. Next on my list, exercise. And by that, I just mean sweating, getting your heart rate up, moving your body, being more embodied. Maybe it's yoga, maybe it's running, whatever it is. And then next on my list, meditation or just separating from the thought machine. So mindfulness, whatever you practice, just something to get your yourself uh, disidentified with your thoughts, stepping back from that thought machine. Next on my list, sunshine. I think it's so important to just be able to spend a ratio of your day in the sun and outside. And then next on my list, uh, food rainbow, just being completely... Uh, intentional about what you put into your body and making sure that that's in order. And then last on my list, 
the creative house or just having some input in your life that is inspirational and it's widening your sphere. So there's input that is not just based on the routine. There's input that's coming from something that is more representative of greater than and possible and expression and the soul. So that was a quick list of things, but just, is there something in your life that needs attention? Is there something that can be tweaked with like, you know, a click of an order on online? Like, do you need a new pillow? Get the new pillow, whatever it is. Like, get, fix the thing that's imbalanced in your life. It's important. All right. The next tool, moments of aliveness. So I want you to curate these moments of liveness, quote unquote, as often as you can throughout your day. What do I mean by that? Well, if you can do it right now safely, I want you to find, if you can, wood grain, like maybe it's on your floor or better yet, a plant or a tree. Just stare at it really intensely. Just look and study the texture on it and just look at it right now. See it. Did you get that little gap, like that moment when you were kind of tuned into the present, fully alive moment? Um, Okay, if that didn't work for you, or if you don't have access to a plant or a tree or the ground right now, another really good one is um, see the space in the room or wherever you are right now. Not the, the walls of the space you're in, the space inside it. Did, did you get it? Did you get that weird little moment of aliveness? I got that one from Martha Beck. She talks about about that on her podcast. It's called The Gathering Pod. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it. Um, but okay, another really good one I use is like a, if you stand under the canopy of a tree and you look up, um, it's just like this brief moment of like, ooh, I'm alive. Like you, It's like everything gets full color for a second. And it's like you can remember what it was like when you were really young. And you didn't have the nonstop narrative in your brain. So if you can feel it once, just notice it and try and get back to that place as often as you can throughout your day. And that is, I would call it, quote, real life, where we are fully in our bodies and we're not stuck behind that. We're not in the back row of the noisy theater. And um, another great one, you can stare at a child's face. Because they're always there. And like, if you can just tune into them for a second, I think it takes us there as well. So that's the next tool. All right, the next tool is called Be Good With You. So I would say this is just a, a great guide or rule of thumb. Any moment you have a bit of hesitation or there's some sort of resistance in your body, you can just tune in and ask yourself like, are we good? Is this good with me? In other words, we are making decisions based off of what will leave you feeling the best about yourself. And I think oftentimes you'll notice there are two opposing needs and they're kind of fighting. And so you're trying to figure out which part of yourself to honor. And that's okay. But sometimes you'll just have to see that for what it is and say, is this going to honor me more or is this going to honor me more? And if it's something to do with um, honoring money or honoring somebody else or honoring soul, like your own soul, 
always honor soul. And like, for example, I have like a, I would say the thing that often conflicts in me is like a need to protect myself or a need to be, um, to feel proud of myself like I'm a good Samaritan. And often those will clash and I'll be like, I, I don't want to put, I don't want to put myself, um, in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. I don't want to be compromised. And you'll just have to like recognize that, that like divide. Cause usually it's coming from like an older experience conflicting with a newer identity. And you'll be able to see what the correct decision is for you when you just ask like, what's going to leave me feeling like I honored my truest self? What decision is that? And I think this is a helpful guide just because I think a lot of time we have a tendency to unconsciously remain in that lack energy and that reduces our ability to make creative or self-honoring choices or self-expressive choices. At least for me, that's true. And I think it's really important to be deliberate in recognizing lack energy and talking ourselves out of it, you know, remembering we need to live from a, an intentional self-honoring place, not just the lack scrimping place. And when we can alter those moments, this is how we change our perspective. And just, it's almost like if we're changing our kind of hunched back, kind of protective stance into our arched back, confident, tight core stance, if that makes sense. The same reality exists. It's just about altering the energy we bring to it. So the same, everything will be the same in our lives, all the same ingredients. It's just the the energy and perspective we scrub for is the thing we are correcting. When I was growing up, we had a hamster and we had a bunch of hamsters and I just let them all play on the balcony. And then <laughs> I think I left for a minute. I went to the bathroom and I came back and one was gone. And I was like, oh, fuck, it probably got eaten by a bird. And then three weeks later, it showed back up on the balcony and it had a messed up leg and it was kind of gnarly looking. And so we changed its name to Orpheus because it had been to hell and back again. And that hamster outlived all the other hamsters, but it hoarded its food, carried all of its food from the food bowl into its bed into like a back corner. And it just, you know, it always had enough food. It, it just had that desperate energy and had to live in that desperate energy for its whole life. So are you the hamster that is hoarding or are you the hamster that can keep your food in the bowl and eat it when you're hungry? <laughs> All right. Next tool is called cat energy. And I would say this is like just uh, a if you have that lack ratio perspective in your life, this is a tool to curate just experiences that are just for you, that are just to be spent with you. Because I think these experiences are vital to knowing when our container is depleted. Like we need those riches of self in order to come to our, you know, our own, our, our, the, our heroes as equals, like, or all the people in our lives, like we need to be able to be fully embodied in our strength in order to mirror back to them their best selves. So it's, it's not a selfish thing to replenish your selfhood. It's actually for the good of everybody in your life. When you can embody 
power, balance, comfort, safety, and really embody like joy and vibrance, that is the energy that will allow you to be the best for every family member you have, every friend you have. And if you are, um, if you're in that place of kind of like, you know, journaling and meditation and doing all the things and you're like, I'm doing all the things. This is good. I'm just going to keep at it. I'm going to do more of the things. It's not about that voice of judgment, of analysis. It's about that, the perspective behind that voice. Because there's no need to judge it or narrate it or or think about it as too much, too little. It's It's about the absence of judgment. And so the best way I can describe it is you're curating cat energy, like a cat in the sun kind of energy of like, I own myself. I own my time. I own what I'm supposed to do is for me. And there's no other thing I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not chasing anything. I'm not reacting to anything. I'm choosing what I want to do for me, like that power and embodiment. So curate the experiences that allow you to get into that cat energy <laughs> and uh I don't know whatever that is sometimes as I said it's just really remembering how to like relax because for me I think that was a really challenging thing for a long time like I'd be like I'm relaxing I'm relaxing so hard right now and if you can if you can't get to it it's like that's the problem it's like getting yourself to let go and just unschedule yourself all right next tool the truest value. So I want you to just close your eyes if that is safe to do so and just think back on the moments in your life that have meant the most to you, where you felt the best about yourself, the most proud, the most exhilarated, the most high on life. And I would say that when you can see those experiences, I think you will find what we, the common denominators are, like we get the most value out of our loved ones, when we are directly connected to human emotion that ties to another person. And sometimes it's feeling connected to ourselves in the form of like a dream achieved. And I think also when we have moved through really amazing growth in our lives, like we have gone, gone through really tough challenges or we have pushed ourselves. So if you are if you can see all these experiences in your own life and like almost like you're squinting at this, this entire legacy, like at a, you know, squinting at it on an energetic level and just pulling out like, what are these kind of peaks? What are they, what are they, what's the texture of them? They are often the times when we were challenged and we are able to give of ourselves to others. Like these are these kind of fruits in life. So whatever observations you make about these experiences, like what can you bring into this world based off of that? Like what beauty are you capable of? And if you can just see these peaks in your past, like the answer to that is you, you're capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine. And and never forget, like you've, you've already done so, so many amazing things. There's there. There has been so much work done thus far, and that's the good part, you know? The work that we do brings us such great fruits. The fruits are so sweet, so never forget that. And I think, like, 
as I approach my own future, I'm like, a lot of the time I have resistance to going into areas of discomfort, but I'm like, no, all the really juicy stuff comes when we work really hard for something. And then we feel really gratified because of that. All right. Hope that made sense. Kind of got wandering. Next tool, new super grats. And that is a reference to the journal that I sell on my website. But if you don't have my journal, it doesn't matter. I call gratitudes or one of the gratitudes in the journal super grats. So this is a new form of gratitudes. If you are a person who journals, um, I wanted to offer this up. I think um, I got kind of tired of gratitudes for a while because it's like if you do them every day I now do them mentally before I go to sleep but I used to write them every day and I think if it's becoming formulaic for you this is a great new one I wanted to throw out there highly recommend it it's from a a new book that I am reading that is called the enlightenment project I'll put a link in the show notes I'm enjoying it immensely recommend it haven't finished it but so far I really like it it's about exactly what it sounds like but it's kind of like personal growth on a broad in a broad way and a path to enlightenment I guess if you're seeking that um but this one tool in particular is great for if you are if you are in the mood for a new form of gratitudes so this is the the method you write the three things from the day that you are grateful for and then you also write why that thing happened in your life and, and the why is specifically, why was that something that, w- that occurred in your life? Because you did something to make it so. And I think this is a really powerful, like as with all gratitudes what, or, or anything we are doing on a daily basis, we are basically putting in the thought reps that allow us to recognize specific things in our lives. And it teaches our brains to scrub for things. So if you are, if you do this particular kind of gratitude, you will start to scrub for things that you do that are, are helpful, empowering, constructive. And I think it's great because it reinforces self-love and a sense of agency. So I very much love this practice. Um, and yeah, so three things you're grateful for and why that thing, whatever you're grateful for, occurred in your day. And what you did to make that happen in your day. Okay, cool. The next tool, intention poison. Uh, okay, this is more just scrubbing for if you are putting your intent, your attention, attention, attention. If you're putting your energy or attention on anything, just ask yourself what kind of energy it is bringing into your body. Like, how is that altering your intentions? for your focus in your life. Does that make sense? So for example, like if you have a habit of measuring yourself or comparing yourself to other people, if you start to have that habit, you can pause and ask yourself like, what, what is that? If, I, if everything I bring into my life perspective is in some form an a, intention for what I want to bring forth in my life, like how is that poisoning that? Like, is this helpful? energy or is it hurtful same thing goes for like you know talking shit is this poisoning your energy what is that doing to your sense of identity that's just a nice like filter I think that keeps things in perspective and the last tool is called that's my song so whatever your current favorite song is 
Like whenever you look out into the world, like, you know, maybe you're running or riding your bike or you're skateboarding down a hill, like whatever that song is that gives you that rush where your body is like, I could take flight right now. Like that's the juice we want flowing more consistently in our bodies on the rig. So that's just a POV to curate and remember the next time you have that feeling in your bones, like, oh, fuck yeah, I got this hill with. Like, how can we get more of that in our everyday life? Just permanent perspective. (laughs) So uh, I hope this is helpful. And before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors, Christy. Thank you so much for the donation. Anyone who has the means, donations really help out this show. You can head to yaywithme.com or go to my page on Patreon. If you don't have the means, I totally get it. A review on iTunes is also super helpful. And, um... In closing, the energy you bring to this very moment is the energy that kind of squirts out the paint tube onto the canvas that is your life. And I'm saying that to express to you that you are painting your life live like a Bob Ross painting show and your energy will show you, um, you know, what you are intending with your energy. And I would say that's more of a reason just to bring that full hue, that high chroma vibrancy that comes with filling your tank and tuning those pipes, you know, so many metaphors in this end, but the pipes that allow energy and lightness to flow, we just got to make sure we're, we're cleaning cleaning them out by giving ourselves all that we need, you know, and really curating a perspective in which you are important and consistently tuned to, I'm excited. Like, I feel restored. I am excited about life. So I hope this is helpful, and I send you my love, and don't forget to smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.